Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, the podcast that always gives more than expected. We go above and beyond. We are well known to be over-delivering, and therefore we are welcomed into your homes into your cars, onto your devices, because everyone knows that we always over-deliver. Speaking of which, I have with me someone who is also extremely well-known to always over-deliver. It's the world's greatest podcasting co-host in the history of podcasting. It's Mr. Everett Farnell. Steve, i got to tell you something, man. As the kids who play Fortnite say, we make, we're making it rain in here. Is that what they say? That's what they say. There's a. I thought it was like game. for a strip club. Yeah, well, I mean, that's uh, probably that too. But it, uh, but it has migrated to Fortnite. I haven't been in a strip oh, club shows in five what I know. years. So All right. shows what I <laughs> know. I, I know you have kids. teenage kids, so you know yeah. this kind of stuff. <laughs> I know that's the game that they're playing twenty four hours a day or something. Anyway, oh, man, so what was I talking about? about? Oh yeah, we're talking so, about making it rain. We're making it rain. So what we're talking about this week, folks, is uh, we saw a uh, I saw something on the news that some anti Trump was complaining that oh we you know we got John Trump now it was like he was getting on Air Force One and it was so windy that the wind had blown his suit jacket a little bit up in the air and it exposed that he had a twenty dollar bill hanging out of his back pocket. So immediately the anti Trumpers jump all jump all over it and they're like. What are you carrying around cash for? When's the last time you paid for anything? Well, you're the president. What do you need cash? Well, and I know the answer. And, and dear listener, if you don't know it already, you're about to know the answer. Maybe you can guess it from, from the way we, we jokingly did our little intro, as always. But Trump's response was like, look, I like the tip. And he pulled out a wad of $20 bills out of his back pocket. So, sure, he doesn't have to pay for anything. Everything is paid for by the government or by his campaign fund or or whatever, of course, but Trump is well, well, well known, and if you didn't know it already, now you know it, dear listener, to be a phenomenal tipper. I've read the stories of Trump walks into the restaurant and slips a $100 bill to the maid of D, a $100 bill to the busboy, a $100 bill to the wine guy, a $100 bill to the wit, just throw it around, and always says a nice word when he gives it to him, like, hey, keep up the good work, you know, you're working hard, boy, here you go, you know, here's for you. And he is beloved. Anytime he walks into a restaurant, it, the whole staff like lights up, smiles, hit their face. You know, let's bring him anything we want. We love it. Donald Trump is here, and like you say, he's going to make it rain. Hundred dollar bill is going to be, be flying all over. So I guess now that he became president, instead of hundreds, he's got that wad. Well, and who knows? Maybe the wad only had a twenties on the outside and had a bunch of hundreds on the inside. But he said, "Look, yeah, I love to leave big tips." It's going to be a good night at the Marriott tonight, Tater. <laughs> well, and the lesson learned from Donald Trump, dear listener, is to be a good tipper. Be a to, good tipper, absolutely. To be someone that not only 
tips well, but who gives gifts well, is known to be a great gift giver, and who uh, grabs the check in a restaurant and buys lunches and buys dinners. That is a wealth principle, dear listener. Everett, tell, I know you are, you, you're a student of this. What, what, it, it seems counterintuitive that if you throw lots of money around, somehow that's a wealth principle. How, how, how are you going to get wealthy if you're just throwing your money around? Well, I, I mean, look, it, it's, uh, it goes back to, um, uh, to the wily Scotsman. What, uh, 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 help me out, Steve. The, uh, Napoleon Hill's uh, mentor, the, the, I'll think of his name in a minute. But he was one of America's first, uh, one of America's first uh, billionaires. And oh, uh, Andrew Carnegie. Known. Thank you, Carnegie. Carnegie. Well, I mean, the reason I didn't respond right away is that whole thing was made up by Napoleon Hill. He never met the guy. Well, I mean, you know, but close enough. His well, fake mentor. Everybody knows the story. But, um, uh, 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 oh, but, I mean, he would go out, and he was known for going out and getting pennies and dimes and handing them out to the urchins on the street. And, of course, the you know, uh, 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 Carnegie was not known to be the most charitable guy in the world. As a matter of fact, he was known to be pretty stand stereotypical Scottish, which, uh, uh, you know, the, the Scottish are known to squeeze 105 pennies out of a dollar. Um, but, uh, uh, but, but Carnegie would go out and hand these things out. Well, he did that because of a universal rule. Now, you can call it woo-woo. You can call it subconscious programming. You can say it's whatever you want to say about it. But the fact is that when you give, when you, give you get back more than you give. Now, I, like I said, it, you, you, can, you can call it whatever you want, but it's in the Bible. It's well-known. It's been well-known for, for, uh, for people who produce wealth for, for you know, 100 years at least, if not more, that when you become, when, when you are generous with other people, that that money comes back to you in many ways. Now, let's forget about the woo-woo for a second, and let's just talk about the practical ways. If you're generous with people, then you're bound, people are bound to be generous back to you because that's the way it works. It creates reciprocity, number one. Number two, um, it's great programming. If you're running around handing out $20 bills at the hotel, then the presumption of the subconscious is that you can afford to run around and hand out $20 bills. If you're running around handing out $100 bills, the presumption is you can, run, you can afford to run around handing out $100 bills. So I've known guys, including myself, who tipped way beyond what was rational or reasonable even before we could afford to do it with the full knowledge that programming the subconscious that we are able to do it will create the situation, will help create the situation in which we are able to do it. So it's kind of like the, uh, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Uh, a lot of times uh, the egg didn't come, but a lot of times you, you've got to, You've got a uh, uh, Zig Ziglar said you got to prime the pump. A lot of times you got to you got to do the actions. You got to perform and act like a rich person. Now, I'm not saying that you should go out and buy a Lamborghini if you can't afford to buy a Lamborghini. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is a, a, a perfect example. My dear old daddy before he passed used to say that within your means, it only costs 10 percent more to go first class. Now he was not suggesting that the difference between a coach ticket and chartering a private airplane was 10%. What he was saying is within your means that, that, that you should do everything within your means to go, to go first class because it's really not that much more. 
and it it is it's it's much better programming for the subconscious than it is for now. So that's the real secret behind grabbing the check. If you grab your check, you're telling your subconscious, I can afford to take care of the check. Now your conscious mind may know may think you can or may think you can't, but your subconscious mind will believe that you can. The people around the table looking at you, you're creating reciprocity with those people around the table. You give wonderful gifts, you create reciprocity with those people, but more importantly, you're telling your subconscious mind that you have enough money and enough wealth to give amazing gifts. If you, uh, 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 if you tip really well, same thing. You're, you're, you're getting first-class service, which tells your subconscious that you are deserving a first-class service, right? And it tells your subconscious that you can afford to tip really well, which now, uh, uh, which now goes forward in, uh, uh, in creating the circumstances in which you will be able to tip very well. It's a very, very, very powerful wealth building strategy and, uh, uh, and, and, and wealth uh, truth, really. It's a very powerful wealth building truth. Uh, too many people get the idea of saving the money and they don't believe about giving the money. Right, so they 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 think okay, well I can I I can jive with well there is a, a well known thing you can't save your way to prosperity. Right, right. I was you know I was just going to say Steve that if I had to choose between if if I could only do ten percent and I had to choose between putting ten percent of my income to save or putting ten percent of my income to to give away, I, I mean obviously I probably would do five and five, but let's say I had to do one or the other, I would choose the gifting and give away money before I would do the savings because I think that the savings is important. It's important to be able to look at that statement and see that you have money there and, and see that it's growing. That's very important. But if I had to say which one is more important on a day-to-day basis, personally, I think that the, uh, I think tipping and grabbing the bill and giving wonderful gifts to me, that's a more important wealth building strategy than saving is because of what you just said. You can't save your way to prosperity. Well, and dear listener, if you're having a hard time with uh, Zig Ziglar saying you got to prime the pump, that you should be, you know, if you're if you're paying, grabbing the check and giving good gifts and giving good tips, that will come back to you. Zig has a similar saying that maybe you can test out first, and then when you believe that, you'll believe the one Everett just shared with you is is Zig challenges people that no matter how you're feeling any day, you wake up, you're not feeling good, or you're feeling okay, or whatever, he challenges you that. For the next 10 people that ask you how you're doing, you say, I'm doing absolutely fantastic, thank you. How are you doing? And after you say that enthusiastically to 10 people, as Zig says, I dare you to now not feel actually fantastic. So that's the same thing with being of the prosperity mindset, as Everett says, even before. I have a feeling that Trump was doing this way before and even during the times when he was way in the hole and going through uh, his businesses, going through bankruptcies and even owing all the money, he was still having this mindset. You know, I know you know he he kept his personal home and his gold toilet, and what and that's another that's another part of it. You know, people right. the anti-Trumpers, oh well, he craps on a gold toilet. Have a, again, it's a wealth principle that if I can sit on a gold toilet, I'm worth something. And when your self-worth, your belief in yourself goes up, you will treat other people better. You will act better. You will do better. And that all leads to better things. And that's a principle 
that we now see just because we happen to have this, quote, exposed $20 bill hanging out of Trump's, uh, uh, you know, ooh, the anti-Trumpers, like, what's that all about? Well, you walked right into that one. What that's all about is Trump is well known to practice a wealth principle of making everyone around him feel really good. And by the way, as a just on a side note, anybody who works in a service industry where tips are important, who didn't know that Trump tipped like that, and who now knows that Trump tips like that, they absolutely the the press. You know, I mean, the press is absolutely against Trump, but uh, uh, but the press is just I, I'm sure has just created a million more votes for Trump around the country because they go, well, whatever else he does, he tips well, and that's enough for me to vote for him. Well, that's a good point. The same thing goes for the, the big gift-giving, because then when somebody says, you know, gee, I had my surgery, and, and there in my hospital room came this big basket of whatever and this that, and it came from Donald Trump and whatever, and the, the, the word just gets around so that, you're right, I mean, Trump's biggest nemesis is the, the bad press or the bad impressions of Trump that he's evil that he's evil personified, he's such a bad person, he hates everybody. He's a, but that's, you know, I don't, I don't know if we've talked about it before, but I remember seeing as a kid being amazed when I saw like a Dick Butkus being the nice friendly dad on a sitcom or right. any of these other mean, or Mike Singletary, who was one of the nastiest, meanest middle linebackers in the NFL of all time. Oh, he's a pastor. Uh, you know, Reggie White is a minister. Like, but he has the all-time sack record for going in and crushing quarterbacks. Like, just because somebody is, or, or George Foreman, who's a pastor. So, he, sure, he gets in the ring and he slugs people and knocks them unconscious. Now, but he's actually yeah, for, a pastor, or Muhammad Ali, saying, I refuse to go into Vietnam because in my religion is a religion of peace, and I will not kill anybody. And you're like, but wait a minute, life. you're going in the ring every night for a living, and you're knocking the daylights out of people. Well, that's Trump. He goes into the ring on Twitter or in a debate or into the public sphere or, or when he's talking to the press or having a rally, and he's lashing out and he's fighting and he's battling, but then he gets out of the ring and has the $20 bill hanging out of the pocket of tests. Personally, he's a magnanimous, nice, friendly, char- people say how charming it is, how, how he is, how generous he is. Man, that's the way to be, folks. Well, and and just for some of our uh, uh, from some of our younger listeners uh, who may not remember George Foreman back in the day, uh, go look at some uh, go look at some some old old George Foreman interviews with the Rumble in the Jungle and this sort of thing, and uh, you'll realize that that the the smiling guy who was doing the George Foreman grill uh, used to be a, uh, a an absolute thug. Who would, the uh, most feared guy in the world, and actually, you could read yeah. his book, or uh, you know, I've met him. You can know his personal story that he grew up in in and in a really bad section of Houston, and he was recruited by the gangs to be their enforcer. He was the biggest, right. toughest guy in the neighborhood, and so he would smack heads and smash people and destroy them. And he, you know, now that he he became George Foreman, smiling, nice guy, minister, all that, he. He, he tells that rags-to-riches story that he was an absolute killer who then became a, why not, became a professional boxer. You ought to get paid to do this and do it for a living. Uh, but in reality, 
nice guy. That's 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 what Trump shows with his big tipping and his great gift giving and his personal charm as opposed to the public persona. Now, that is a great tip for you, dear listener, but as always, we have an advanced tip, and that's that's reserved only for the most enterprising of our listeners who jump through a lot of hoops by doing the simplest, easy thing possible, is going over to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com where you can get the advanced tip of the week. Implement that one, which is it's another tip from Donald Trump's personal charm and wealth uh, management and, and wealth attraction and what Trump does, we will share that with you, and you can take this to even greater heights. Not to mention, taking to greater heights, you want to be back here next week where we're going to share another tip. We don't know what it is yet because we don't know what Trump's going to do in the next week that to the anti-Trumpers will be the most earth-shattering, horrible, evil thing known to mankind that he should be impeached, he's unfit, he's unhinged, he should be removed from office. But we, dear listener, as always, are going to share from you an actual tip on why that is a good thing and, more importantly, how you can use it for good in your life and your business. So we'll see you back here next week for another episode of The Lessons Learned from Donald Trump Podcast. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time, unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.